Welcome to The Last Supper, a weekly podcast featuring emerging and established artists, gallerists, curators and collectors in Asia. Hello, I am your host Oscar Venhuis and in this episode I travel to Kowloon Bay in Hong Kong where I met painter Jeremy Ip in his studio and gallery space. We talked about how emptiness evokes imagination, the challenge of owning a gallery space and why it is important to have different viewpoints and how Jeremy cultivates different perspectives through the activities at his art gallery. Learn more about art in Asia with Christie's Education in-person and virtual art courses, gallery visits and webinars. Visit Christie's Education website and enter all in capital letters Last Supper 15 to enjoy a 15% discount. The website link and discount code for Christie's Education can also be found in the description of this podcast. Hello Jeremy, today I have the pleasure of meeting you in your studio and gallery space in Kowloon Bay in Hong Kong. What can you say about your space? Um, yeah, so we are now in Wuwei area located in Kowloon Bay. Um, here is a site for exhibition or platform for others to know more about what local artists do recently as well. Yes, the way I would describe it is that we are in an old but typical industrial Hong Kong warehouse complex. It's a short walking distance from the subway or MTR train station. And I got slightly confused whether I had to go to block A, B, C or D. But I did find your space uh, in the end. And as you enter your space from the industrial lift, there's a small reception area. And as you continue, you have an independent exhibition and office space as well. Mm. Yeah, that's correct. So we got a reception area to have some artist-made products, picture books, or other exhibition information you can find there. Also, in the middle, we got an exhibition area, so people can use this, this space to do some art practice as well. The last, we got some studio rooms. We also rent out the studio spaces for other different kind of art practice they have. This doesn't have to be an artist, but they just do something you may relate to art and which is a good linkage to different art group. And what can you say about the name? Because I'm really intrigued about the meaning of Wu Yi. So it's kind of a make-up works by me. It's come from a Chinese word or Cantonese, you can say. Wu Yi. So it's turned to Wu Wei after. So the reason why I like these two words is Wu is kind of a really good attitude, like coming back, returning something having a kind of humble situation, I guess, to kind of reimagine, which is kind of breaking the stereotype. And Yi, yeah, Yi is about abstract kind of diversity or different to yourself. I mean, you're not the same one, so you will call Yi. So I just put it together and then put it in English. So Wu Wei is kind of, I hope it sounds like a little bit fun or <laughs> a little bit bigger energy because when you do it in Chinese, it will be too serious and having less welcoming to the artists. And I think it's actually a very good frame for me to explore the art that I'm seeking for. I mean, the reason I like this too, right, is also related to my art practice as well. So I didn't want to define this words really clear. It's always be abstract and I'm always seeking for, okay, why these two words can remind me about the attitude or the, the target I should do. 
before we began recording, you gave me a quick private tour around your space and the area that we are holding this podcast in. It's also your studio because we are surrounded by your paintings. Are uh, all these paintings in here yours or is it a mix of different artists? So here there's uh, 90% of my artwork you can see. They're all paintings because I need them to get dry. So I just put it everywhere surrounding us as now. The artists will be some gift by my friends or the artists haven't get back their work after the exhibition. Yeah, so it's also a storage room. Yeah, that's correct. You may feel it's a bit of a mess, but I kind of like the untidiness because it makes this space more informal and welcoming. But if you go back to your work, one feature I noticed immediately was that all your works you have here are predominantly square. Is that a coincidence? Yes, most of them they are square size. And I've been having this kind of practice since graduate from the BA degree in BU. One of the reasons is because my practice is related to primary basics or something similar to original. I found square can be one of the fattest sometimes and it's actually really useful size because I can rotate the canvas. And my practice is focusing on the abstract painting. So it's helped me to turn really turn the angle to look at uh, the painting or the pictures that I create on the canvas. So I can have different kind of imagination or communication with the painting to go with the next step together. That's really fascinating, the reason why you have chosen a square format. Beside the format, what strikes me as well is your choice of colour. What can you say about your colour palette? So I think this kind of colour combination may be related to my practice or painting method because I love painting. Uh, painting having a very thin layers, but still able to give people a sensation or some kind of a window to the another world, people say that. And that kind of fair thin layer, I want to keep it thin. So every layer I put it on the canvas, I push it really hard and they become thin as well. So that's kind of mixing or bathing together. They kind of become dirty paint, you may say that, because they cannot really show in their original color, but they merge together. So this kind of relationship, I really enjoy with the paint together. So they kind of become that kind of tone. Sometimes they are earth-like. Sometimes I may try another uh, pigment. So they will have some more high saturation colors as well. So actually, it really depends on the pictures I'm doing with. And then the color will become different kind of situation. But most of them, they are kind of mixtures of many layers on top. We've spoken about the format and the colors of your work, but since this is a podcast, how would you describe your own work? Um, it's a very difficult question. I think I will still answer that, that I'm doing some abstract painting and I will start introducing why I like painting, about the honesty and directness the material will show the author a spirit. I will try to introduce why I like painting with that strangers because the key point is not really focusing on my practice but how my perspective right about painting. So paint is very interesting material that able to reflect or kind of absorb the 
author's soul and show it on the canvas. And the honesty as well, you cannot lie with the painting. What kind of person will paint what kind of painting as well? You emphasize that with painting, you cannot lie. There is a sense of honesty. Can you speak more about why this is? I think this is one of the features of painting. I mean, if you put painting perspective in everything, basically everything, you can still see people having some behavior. You may say that it's a byproduct or they didn't have the intention to do that, showing their personality with it. So this kind of situation, I consider that it's also as a painting as well. So it's actually the behavior, what you do is, because it is really difficult to fully control paint somehow i mean if you see the painting is fully controlled with a really good tablet i would say this is another approach of paint and you can also see his aim to be a very realistic professional painter as well so also a very great approach but in another case painting is also a really great material to express yourself with your personality you will do something really quick move or very slow with your patient to do very delicate adjustment or layers on top. This is the reason why I think it's related to the honest, or I don't know how to say, pure, direct. You described in your work there is a sense of freedom and spontaneity. When I look at your work, there is also deep precision and a highly organized method as well. What I'm interested in is to hear more about how you begin a piece of work and what type of research you do, if any. It is quite interesting that you say that it seems very well-planned painting there. Actually, they're not really well-planned. I do collect some shape or form full of the observation on the street or my life, but they are not really having a clear plan or draft to do all the painting. They're layer by layers communication because after a few layers and then I will have some decision or the painting itself kind of responding something to me. Yeah, responding is good because uh, when I do something on it, it is not a digital program. So it don't really respond to the expectation that I aim to execute. But they also have their materialistic to show the refashion or the response. So Based on those kind of situation, I will modify the next step. If I say that it's a methodology to say that it's modifying, but it's actually to be more poetic, like a responding, we are having a chat or something, or even though we can say a dance. So it's difficult to say the process, but sometimes I will put my painting in a dangerous situation because some kind of perfect balancing is not interesting because my ideal situation is just a very basic and perfect circle in the middle. But there's a lot of reason people will want to see more from that. This is also one of my concepts or practice about the art. There is kind of boundary or limitation or nature of human being. That's why we're seeking for something and then we have to struggle. And then we do a lot of labor, which is kind of useless. And also my painting is very thin. Maybe they are related as well. So all the processing, we're seeking for something. We need to accept something at the end. 
Oh, everything is kind of a phenomenon to me. Not really having a really good choice to the next step, but so everything is just having their own good, the best ending, I guess. And when people look at your work, what can you say about how people respond? Yeah, so they will have different imagination actually, and I do enjoy to hear that kind of respond because my painting is able to. Have a long, really direct relation to objects or things or emotion, so people will kind of reflect themselves. Their history, their background will also shape their imagination about my painting, and、um, so we can have a good discussion to share. So this is also kind of a practice about emptiness. There is nothing is not really empty, but there is something, and then people do. We're able to put something in there. This is also one of my aim for my painting. That they are not really representative to anything, but people will have their imagination, and then they can able to put their story in, and they will build up their own network or connection with the painting. Which is, I'm not forcing them to understand my story or perspective, but they are building something with the nature of the painting, I guess. I have a small favor to ask that will make a big impact. The Last Supper is offered to you at zero cost, and if you like the show about art in Asia, show your support by giving us a star rating and subscribing to this podcast. Many thanks, and let's continue. Now let's talk about your independent gallery space that you have, because Hong Kong is known for its high rental fees, which makes it very difficult to operate as a gallery. So my question to you is, why would you open your own gallery? Um, the reason is maybe it's from the experience that I have studied overseas earlier, and I see different possibility of the art scenario can be in other country. I actually don't want to do that. I mean, I'm not enjoying to be a defender, <laughs> but I want to see happens in Hong Kong, so I'm trying to do it. When you showed me the current exhibition, I noticed that the work was very experimental and conceptual, which is probably one of the more difficult genres in Hong Kong. Is that also one of the reasons why you felt you needed to open this experimental art space?、Uh, yes, this is of course one of the reasons that artists can having some affordable spaces to express their experimental art practice or. Different kind of approach that is not market friendly because th- this kind of art journey is、uh, kind of really the art journey that we don't have to consider every another perspective, right? But it's good to have professional practice as well、um, to share with the market. I'm not so sure it's correct or it's just my perspective, and this is also my struggle to maintain this space as well. So I hope this space will be a linkage for. People who having different kind of art practice, especially for the fresh graduates. I mean, nowadays they have more chance to show their work, but they still lack of chance to meet the another artist or the audience. Sometimes, back to my graduate years, we don't really dare to exchange idea with different art school graduate. So one of the key point of Wuwei area is aim to connect them. So. The show I managed here before is always aimed to find different artists from 
different graduates. So they can expand the networking as well to exchange the idea. It's very funny that they have different art approach from different art university because the school will have different perspective of art as well and also focusing. Sometimes the student may not really align with them. So they want to seek for another approach and another value. Sometimes when we talk about art, we seems like want to find the common ground of it, but it's actually having a lot of diversity. So this space is also a sharing space for artists to have their exhibitions so we can see different kind of approach on art and having a discussion together. So we just having the practice here together. And even though for the audience, I think this is also a practice for them to see the art, which is have to aware their self-sensation or their thought. What I understand is that this space, beyond the exhibitions you have, this space is an art community and meeting space as well. What more can you say about the programs you host? Yeah, you can say so, because we have different kind of programs. One of the program is dialing program we will have monthly to try to link up different people randomly that I hope they don't know each other at the beginning. And then they were, because we all interested with art. So we always have different kind of perspective or learning or knowledge to share. So this kind of dialing will link them up together. So we will discuss about art or maybe just share about our daily life because I also want to kind of discovery how art shapes people if they change their behavior or is there some solid kind of people uh, enjoy art as well i'm curious what you can say about the different types of guests who join the programs what kind of visitors do the art programs attract yeah there are a few from different backgrounds for example teachers very basically and learners I believe she actually has been some art therapy practice in the working environment and they're curious about that and I'm also curious about does art really matters for everyone or is it important or is it a must-learn subject for everyone. That's why when I met other kind of professional, I always enjoy talking with them. Let's talk more about the dining sessions that you organize. What is the format and how can these diners be joined? So there is a small exercise before they apply for the dining session. There was a questionnaire that they have to fill in before joining the uh, the gathering. So in that part, we will have some vocabulary they have to choose that they care. I mean, they may not care, but they choose it anyway. I don't know what what's the reason why, but they may have some connection with it or they have some story they heard about that. For example, there is a few example distance like uh, solid like tree it's kind of random so for that questionnaire we will have a few vocabulary is actually selected by all the people in the same group so they will have a common ground i will ask them to share some story or they can initiate to create a statement or question to ask the others as well So for this kind of exploration, they will think different kind of perspective. So back to the name of Wuwei area, is aimed to going back to abstract. So or going back to something not in your comfort zone. So in this kind of practice, you are 
listening to the artist's perspective. And I think it may be a basic entrance for art as well. The practice of the dining activities is to expose different viewpoints and perspectives. Why do you believe this is needed? So in the recent years, maybe lots of people will think about what is the ideal situation of a society. It's difficult to having only one perspective or the best solution for everyone. So that's why this space is also aimed to letting people know about different kind of approach or having their own world and it's good to meeting people when you're still able to accept their perspective but not offend the others. I think this is also a great practice for everyone in the society so uh, it's open up their acceptance to the others. So we were able to have diverse development of everything basically because I don't know which is important or which is not. I think every value have the right to exist, so that's why. And how often do you host and organize the dialogic gatherings? So for the gathering is once for a month. Actually, it's start from attracting people to see the exhibition. That's why I'm hosting it. <laughs> and the other program, for example, linking up different artists from different background, is kind of random. I mean, it's by the fate. If I met someone, if I having some discussion with them. And then I found that, oh, they have similar perspective and working attitude on art. So I think it will be a good link up. The exhibition I organized is always finding the people who have the similar attitude or perspective to the material or art practice. And then they having the experimental practice here. And I only know what they will do or their artwork will be at the last few days before the opening. So it's really difficult to say having a curation. I'm also really curious why you decided to study art because you belong to a really small group of people in Hong Kong. So why this field of study? I'm also curious why people study art nowadays. I mean, how do they choose it? One of the reasons is I don't know which kind of subject I can apply for the degree in university. So I choose art. I would say when I get into the university, I didn't really think about being an artist or um, I enjoy art when I graduate. And one of my friends invited me to join a group exhibition and then I pick up the brush again to do some paintings. And then I found there is something that I cannot find in a rational society that full of business or uh, capitalism. So at that moment, I feel there is something you need in the art field. And then I start quitting my job. <laughs> and then I went to UK to do the working holiday there to see the art scenario there. I was an artist assistant there as well. And at last I studied a master degree there as well. And after that, I'm kind of thinking about what can I do with the knowledge about the degree or the experience. And it actually turns to the answer to the question you asked me before. So this is also one of the reasons why I opened up this space. Thinking about how to use the knowledge I had. How did you realize that you were attracted to art? So when I was small, I joined some kind of like hobby, 
how does it say interest club and then i found i have some connection with drawing maybe like i can draw something better than the others it happens to children right you have some thing you could add and then i just enjoy it i mean art is always sounds like a very difficult and academic perspective to think but when you are children you didn't think this kind of difficult things at all so i just do drawing paintings i mean in the secondary school as well i find i made doing something good in that kind of situation or explanation of art i mean it's hard to say the secondary school art is the same direction with the art basel situation and then i have to choose a university it's a very traditional thinking that people have to go to university when you graduate and then you get a job and then you, i don't know you afford a house sometime and then get the bills and then work for your whole life like that so at that time i just wanted to get into the university and then i chose uh visual art because i'm not able to get into the cu with my grades Every month you have a new exhibition at your space. So what else are you working on and what else can we expect going forward, Jeremy? Yeah, so the next exhibition is named the, the Boss of Lili Lolo. So in Cantonese is Lili Lolo Dekhapti. This will be an exhibition of painting or different kind of material whatever they want to try. And we find the artist attitude is kind of similar. they all having some kind of thought of lily lolo we find the artists having the same attitude or some behavior like collecting things which is not really great or important they just collect some very little items or scenario or subject and then turn into painting or whatever they create so this kind of practice or attitude or perspective we find it quite interesting and we may find the word lili lolo is suitable to explain in cantonese it's kind of we don't want to throw it away or we want to keep it i think or we're not able to analyze what kind of emotion is it but we just know this is important to themselves or and then they keep it and then they do the painting i mean sometimes art doesn't come with a very huge and big topic to change the world or uh, move the society but this kind of emotion is also important for them so this is the focus of the ex- exhibition we will have the artists of Hazel Wong and Simon Mark and then Cho Kei as well so there is uh, pencil drawings acrylic on board and oil painting but even though they have different kind of medium their painting style is like they're always painting a uh, scenes so for their art practice i believe you were able to get along to know more about themselves their perspective about how they struggle also in between of something i mean it's different topic for everyone but those kind of energy of struggling is the key point for this exhibition maybe because their painting style is kind of similar or you can say a lie in the situation that they're showing the scenario which is having some kind of slightly sadness sometime or having a very foreign situation and 
this is difficult to describe. That's why we find the word of Lily Lolo to make it happen. It's time to end our conversation, Jeremy, with the last supper question. So, if you were to have your last supper, who would you invite and why? I have been thinking about this question since I know I will meet you. I would say I will have the dinner myself because it's difficult to choose one of them, and it's not comparing or something. But when I having the dinner myself, I actually having my own good time. So. <laughs> I, I I don't know which person I should meet, and I think it's good for them too. Yeah, they don't have to fight for things. I mean, they won't get jealous or something. So I would like to have some food actually. I mean, something nature. It would be great to have a food buffet uh, on my funeral, and then I die in front of not everyone because I'm having it myself, right? So yeah. <music> Many thanks, Jeremy, for showing me around and inviting me over to your gallery and activity space, and all the best with your upcoming shows and activities. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Last Supper with Jeremy Ip. If you like this show about art in Asia, show your support by giving us a star rating and subscribing to this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at thelastsupper.asia, and of course, I welcome questions, suggestions, and new subjects about art in Asia. Simply send me a direct message on thelastsupper.asia Instagram account. If you don't have pen and paper handy, more information can be found in this podcast description. And finally, the Last Supper podcast supports the Hong Kong Art Gallery Association, a member-based non-profit organization of established local and international art galleries in Hong Kong.